0: That's the title for this show. <laughs> Picking up new frequencies with Matt and Scott. Special guest, Ryan Scullion. <laughs> Scullion's actually a gorgeous last name. Well, it is Scullion. Fuck. <laughs> <But>, but... <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. But
1: there's been some funny pronunciations of my name over the years.
0: I've, I've talked to everyone I know about you, and I've referred to you as Ryan Scullion. That's cool interesting
2: scopro where are we we are on planet earth currently ah,
0: way to just grind everybody as always you're the grinding presence in my life <laughs>
2: <laughs> this big rock that floats through space <laughs> 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 isn't that a beautiful thing it
0: is a beautiful thing there's like here's that guy You like remind me of somebody. Is it Bob Ross, maybe, that does the paintings where it's
2: just like (laughs) the artistic talent? I mean,
0: you are creative, you just manifest
2: it in different ways. (laughs) I suppose my words are my paintbrush. Oh, oh, damn.
0: (laughs) The pencil is greater than the sword. One of my favorite podcasts is actually like it was invaluable whenever I was starting the business. Guy called Andy Miller, he goes by Andy J. Pizza. He's a podcast called The Creative Pet Talk, Hmm. and his logo is a uh, little like yellow pencil you know like a standard like i don't know is it a 2b or an hb i don't know that much but it's has a, it's like a sword and that's uh. his thing His like he's an illustrator and he's like the pencil is mightier than the sword but he sells little badges and so this is one of the really stupid embarrassingly nerdy things that i do i have a little jacket that sits in my uh studio in the garden And it has the little badge on it and I wear that jacket whenever I write because I'm like, yes, now I am
2: imbuing this magical power as I sit down. (laughs) There's something to that. I mean, you think about like a businessman putting on a suit and all of a sudden like he takes on, it's like a a suit of armor. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, you're going in to like confront something in battle mode and, you know, that's your suit of armor. Absolutely. I mean, there's
0: something to be said about a uniform as well. And this is probably where like, workers like us and especially if you're working remotely I think it's one of the things you can do is you can have a work uniform because what better way like when I used to work in Frankie's and Benny's as a as a busser and then a waiter you know you would come home you would strip the <laughs> uniform off same with Deliveroo you would come home you would take your filthy disgust and close off and then there's your perfect like boundary point you have now finished work <laughs> leisure mode activated do you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: I mean like there's something to ritual in that as well like even if it's like putting on your thing to begin Mm. or like stripping off the old and like new skin and new you (laughs) funny I remember
0: listening to something from a neurosurgeon might have actually even been on my own podcast might have been Dr. Mano I can't remember if he said it or somebody else and he said that the most important part of his ritual before he goes into surgery is a dude who's like cutting people's brains open cutting babies brains open you know he's a serious serious guy it's the hand washing ritual before Mm. because that is his like get your head in the game you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. like once he finishes and he dries his hands he's like showtime baby ritual's finished let's go
2: i think there's a lot to that and ritual and it's not something that i've thought about specifically before but like it starts to bring real intentionality into like what you're doing instead of like going around on autopilot as soon as the ritual comes in like i am doing this for a reason
0: yeah yeah Michael Hyatt I don't know if you've ever come across him he's like one of the, like the godfathers of online sales and like productivity he's just one of the guys that got in super early and he's written loads of books and has like a huge he was like the original blog sort of guy you know what I mean like back yeah. when blogging was having its moment uh, when I was podcasting as nowadays he is t- w- to what Joe Rogan is to podcasting that's what he was to blogging sort mm. of vibe but he has a planner that I use because I'm a nerd And one of the things he encourages you to do is have a workday startup ritual Hmm. and a workday shutdown ritual for exactly the the reasons that we were talking about. So it's interesting. And a big part of my ritual, this segue is sponsored by Hotbox Sea Sauna, (laughs) (laughs) is going to the sauna. And actually, the first time that I ever met this guy right here, was in the sauna. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the third mysterious voice to your ears whose laugh you maybe just heard. This is Ryan, not Scullion. <laughs> <laughs> but Scullion. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it. So, me, this was at a time in my life where I was, this is embarrassing to admit, but this is just the stage where I was at. I would get up at four, and I would walk to Bath and I would start writing at five, and I would write for two hours, and then to break up... To kind of start my day, I then would go to the sauna in the Clayton Hotel. And one day I walk in and this ripped dude comes in and sits down. And we have this amazing conversation. And then at the end of the conversation, I'm like, where do you work? And he goes, oh, I'm just starting today in this place called Omo Bath next door. And the rest is history.
1: Yeah, that's mad. How, how many years ago? Was that? Three, Probably three years ago. It has to be three
2: or four, yeah. What a journey since then. Uh, oh,
0: dude, I mean, what's happened in your life since then is... Bonders,
2: yeah both of our lives i think also it's worth noting here that without ryan none of our podcasts ryan was like really the connection between you know like us dude that, that came that's together. right
0: i didn't even think about that going yeah. in <laughs> yeah ryan is the glue that holds this esoteric marriage together <laughs> essentially yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i mean talk to us about that
2: yeah well i actually not even sure how Ryan and I originally connected, maybe through Dash and Splash. It was,
1: because I remember Molly went down to a Dash and Splash on Sunday with Kerry. Yes. Funny enough. And she was like, there's this crazy guy who goes in the sea with like a hundred other people. That's the pitch for Scott usually. You'll love it. <laughs> it's totally up your street. So I remember the first time we came down, I was a bit like kind of nervous about what's going on here. And you were just like in the sea speaking to all your disciples (laughs) and we all just kind of like walked in i was like okay this is happening i remember the first time i went in i was like trying to like really tense up and fight the sea Mm -hmm. it's like "Mm, i can overcome this kind of thing and you're like like dude you know you need to be calm you need to surrender you need to let go you need to breathe and i remember after that first experience i said to molly i was like i need to go back and do this again this is absolutely unbelievable and I think since then, Scott, you know, you've literally been like I'd say, a spiritual guide, teacher to me sure. over the last three years. And as we were saying, coming up in the car here, you know, you've genuinely taught me so much. And uh, I am so grateful for that. I'm so lucky to have met you. So it's amazing that yeah. it's kind of like coming full circle right now with all three of us together in a car.
0: And, uh, <laughs> on the North Coast. Yeah, on yeah. the beach, looking yeah. out at the sea. And it's very looks very choppy, and I, I mean, I was driving in today, and I was like minus two. I was like, oh boy, it's it's really happening. It's <laughs> go <nice."> time. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Yeah. Before Scott, because I, I mean, mm-hmm. what you just described is like Scott's like heroin, like you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> You can't have it just once. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. You keep coming back for more, you know. Uh, Had you ever been in the cold water before then? I mean, outside of like, I'm a kid and I'm splashing around.
1: No, never. Wow. Never. I'd never heard of Wim Hof. I had done some kind of breathing practices, more through sports science, actually, and learning about like kind of pre-performance routines and and getting into that kind of flow state, but never uh, through the kind of Wim Hof methodology. And then, Yeah. yeah, and then Scott was really my kind of, entry point into i want to say drug. yeah
2: literally <laughs> scott was my gateway drug into this whole kind wellness.
1: of spirituality wellness you yeah, know sure. self-development world so it's been it's been some journey since then
2: yeah.
0: yeah and what about saunas like was the clayton hotel your first sauna I, I assume not
1: no i had been in saunas before but i'll be honest if you i think when you and i were chatting maddie for the first time i was like yeah maddie so how long do you usually you go in here for and you were like, I think you said to me like 45 minutes or something or longer. And I was like, what? <laughs> I usually go in. I was like 10, 20 minutes and I'm out. Yeah. And you were just chilling there like for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. hey, this
0: guy's built different. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it was at a very specific time in yeah. my life, you know, and things have changed a little bit since then. But, you know, I the song, like I've said a few times on the podcast, like that little sauna in the Clayton Hotel Mm. literally has kept me alive. Like Mm. I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't be in business today if that sauna didn't exist.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, So it's cool. Um, We were really, um, I was really excited and Scott was really excited too. Remember we had the idea, it's like we found out you were leaving the country to Mm -hmm. go off and do this amazing next thing that you're doing. We're like, dude, should we bring Ryan for an esoteric episode in the sauna? (laughs) (laughs) And here we are.
2: I think another really interesting thing to note is like Ryan and I connected through the cold and you guys connected through the heat and we're bringing it all together today. It is!
0: today is the I, I don't know I'll, I'll come up with a better uh, label whenever we're in the sauna but like there's something about like three strong elements coming together. You know, Trinity, th- that gets me close, but that's not where I want to go. So hopefully we'll we'll figure out like a phrase for this. Like, I guess it's like, you know, where all the Power Rangers unite and make that big, massive thing. That's kind of like my expectation for today. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to go in the sea. We're going to then go in the sauna with our beautiful hotbox sea sauna people that we love dearly. One of my favorite experiences ever has been taking people to the sauna and being in this sauna. I mean, it's literally a gorgeous sauna on the beach. You've got the sea, you've got the cold water. You have it all, really. I mean, I've been to a lot of saunas, which I guess we'll talk about later because I've been following my sauna addiction around the world. <laughs> uh, this is legitimately my favorite. So yeah, really looking forward to touching base with them again and really looking forward to getting these guys uh, in the sea and in the sauna. Before we do that, how are you, like, what are you identifying as these days? Me? <laughs> yeah. How would you describe yourself to people?
1: That's a good question, Molly. Yeah. I, I mean, in a professional context. Sure. Professionally, I'd still say I am the co-founder and CEO of... Uh, a startup in esports yeah. called G Science. Yeah. So to give you the quick, you know, no dear, because it's important. Okay, so so G Science. The reason why I founded G Science for a start was very simple. I wanted to improve the health and well-being of gamers. Yeah. So what we actually offer as a company is world-class health and performance coaching services, and we work with professional gamers, teams, organizations, and content creators. And then, you know, along the journey of the last three years, we wanted to start exploring some tech. So, obviously, as we're going to move into this kind of crazy Web3 world, um, the metaverse. The metaverse. What's yeah. an
0: NFT, son? <laughs> <laughs> we'll
1: get onto that one later, maybe. But what we're trying to do is take a lot of the gamification principles that. Um, that really govern how these games work and keep people hooked into these digital worlds and digital loops, and we're trying to use them for good. So we're building a health and fitness app that is going to incentivize gamers to increase their physical activity levels by giving them in-game rewards. Um, So that's the nutshell of what we're building tech-wise, and from a uh, consultancy side, we offer health and performance coaching. So that's kind of been my journey of the last three years in the startup world.
0: And, like, I I feel the need to step in here because if you're not in that world, I think the image you have is, like, well, why do you want to help, like, these wee kids who play Fortnite to, like, get better at <laughs> Fortnite? It's like, no, no, this is, like, on the same level as what, like, Olympians have with their coaches. Mm-hmm. And we talked on the web on the car like, about chess players and how chess players are getting all into this world of fitness is really important diet's really important to perform better on the board mm-hmm. and this is a multi billion dollar industry of esports mm-hmm. i mean i could get you on the show another time to talk about like will esports ever be like in the commonwealth games or in the olympics or like anything like that but these are huge tournaments mm-hmm. these are viable careers for people but as you kind of said to bring in the scott riley piece here everyone was doing it without the focus on well being and right. uh you had a ph- give us your little nugget your phrase. Yeah
1: so I think what's really interesting is that if you look at traditional sports we've gone from you know really understanding the kind of physical practices and how to really push human performance there. we've looked at nutrition we're kind of really on the frontiers of the psychological side in terms of our kind of mental resilience and mindset but now I truly believe that we're in a new age and it's the age of the cognitive athlete and that's what we're seeing with esports players and gamers at this world class level physiologically speaking you know maybe they might be considered quite weak compared to traditional sports athlete but on a cognitive scale these guys and girls are completely off the charts yeah and i think that's what's really exciting for kind of the next age of humanity Mm -hmm. is looking at the cognitive development from a performance lens and that's one of the things i'm very interested in and why you know i enjoy working with esports players so much because we're really on the cutting edge of of cognitive performance but
0: like this is why i think it's so relevant i think this is why this episode is relevant for most people who are listening because I can relate to the gamers. I am not a physically impressive individual, but I do work in the knowledge economy. I'm a big brain attached to a microphone and a big brain attached to a computer. And most modern day workers are like that. They're working (laughs) in the knowledge sector. Cal Newport, the author of Deep Work, I'm sure you've read him. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's got this really interesting thing where it's like, you know, the most valuable commodity going forward is people's ability to focus. And so what you're doing with the gamers actually has a broader. Application to anyone who's working on a screen, anyone who's using their brain instead of their bodies to dig gold out of the earth and produce value, Mm -hmm. and so that's really interesting. Okay, I got it. Ready? It's not the trinity. Are you ready for this? So I'm pointing at Ryan. No, no, no. It's hard because Scott and I are going to have to fight over one of these. Okay. Okay. I'm going to point at you, and I'm going to say mind. Okay. Body, soul. Mm -hmm. In some ways. I know you and I could fight over mind and soul. We're
2: going to have to wrestle on the beach.
0: Because it'll be like Jacob wrestling with God like, uh, in the ladder of the Genesis. Uh, I'll video it. Yeah, but you know, you, you're coming at this with like a lot of the physical side of stuff. Mm-hmm. You're coming at this with a lot of the mind sort of stuff. And now I just bring all my weird, spiritual, esoteric stuff. Esoteric? <laughs> esoteric stuff to the table. But I do think mind, body, soul is an interesting framework for sauna Because mm-hmm. in those bath days,
2: mm-hmm,
0: Like it was a lifeline and it it made me better at my work. That's why I did it. It Mm -hmm. allowed me to squeeze more value out of myself uh, as well and took care of some of my mental health issues. And it was very, very good for my body as well. So this is an episode on the mind, the body, the soul, and how the sauna and the cold water uh, can play into all of that. Scott, give us your pearls and then we'll go on the sea.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a really interesting thing. Like you segued beautifully into this, but with Ryan's work as well, you know, we talk about like cognitive performance and the performance of the body, but like for any athlete, whether it's a an esports athlete or somebody who's doing it in the physical space, like how much of that is coming from something that really isn't the mind and like something mm. that's even deeper. So, you know, it's one thing to train the mind, another thing to train the body, but like encouraging these people through you know coaching Coaching or whatever to get in touch with that like stillness space and work from there and develop that and like expand your capacity and stillness where intuition and creativity arises like applying that into what you're you're doing professionally so that like one move or like that's arising from a place that isn't your mind like i think that's potentially the biggest thing that like what ryan's doing for people that he's like helping people get in touch with who they really are and that probably wouldn't be the communication that you go to and like i'm gonna i'm gonna get you in touch with your spirituality and that's gonna improve your performance but you know you're kind of sneaking that in and i think that's probably where a lot of this stuff is coming from so
0: i mean one of my favorite things that you've ever said on the esoteric rambles series rambling series is this idea of like making the self more spacious, expanding mm-hmm. the spaciousness <laughs> of the self. Yeah. I was like, dude, like a deep inner life that's so spacious and roomy that you can take on challenges, you can hold people's emotions, you can carry the loved ones in your life in that space, as opposed to this really, really tiny space that if it gets overcrowded, then you just flip out and lose the rag, you know?
1: I think just before we kind of segue on here. During lockdown, Scott was running some uh, grip therapy sessions, I kind of call it, in crawford Country Park. And it was a small kind of intimate group of of close friends. And that was one of the key takeaways for me when you did uh, the guided meditation session. And it was all around how can you create more space and how can you do the internal work to then change the external um, environment around you. And since that night that we had that experience... It's one thing that's really, really stuck with me and something that I've really taken into a lot of my relationships, especially my family. If you can't get someone to change because they might not be willing to change or might not be ready to change. If you do the internal work yourself and change what's going on with your space and your mind, then it forces everyone else around you to make that change. Mm. And that's been something incredibly powerful. Wow. Um, So once again, thank you, Scott.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciate when people listen and are able to (laughs) share. So it's like it has gone in. Yeah, I mean
0: Ryan's a model disciple.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I literally am.
0: Huberman, a guy who we love, Andrew Huberman. We'd love to get him on the podcast. He has a great mantra. It's like a maxim where he says, "You cannot change the mind with the mind. Mm. You can only change the mind with the body." So if you're getting in a rut, and this is like this is the gospel that you live your life by, Scott. Mm. Like, you can't think your way out of depression. Hmm. You know, right? Eh? You can't think your way out of anxiety. You have to deploy one of those other levers of the body or the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, look, I'm looking at the sea. I'm ready.
2: The knobs and levers are out there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go pull and twist them. <laughs> knobs and levers would also be a
0: hilarious episode title yeah, <laughs> or a podcast. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Let's go. Let's do it.
2: Well, how was it?
0: bodies? Very I mean, is this the best brew trip ever? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. A flipping meditation with Scott, a swim in the sea in sauna. So, Ryan, do you want to do some like audio visual stuff for the listener? What are you looking at?
1: Well, I mean, to be honest, out of all of us here, I think Scott may be the best man to paint a picture
0: <laughs> after our guided meditation. Bro, literally, like, headspace in the car. I, <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't even feel like I was in my body anymore. I felt like I was listening to Scott in, like, my room or something. <laughs> Crazy. Like, I,
1: yeah. As I said, in that guided meditation, all three of us came together in one life form
0: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: expanded across the universe, so I got, got pretty trippy pretty fast.
0: So this is this is an experimental podcast if you haven't figured it out already. Uh, so we're even just going to test some like sound effect stuff. So in my right hand, I have a ladle of I think they said it was lemon juice. Mm. Well, sorry, lemon scented water, not lemon juice. The people at Hotbox talk <laughs> are very professional and would never do something like that. So I'm hoping you guys can hear this. Ready? Yeah, you're definitely, you definitely will have heard that.
2: Tones of lemon oh, juice did, there. you I I feel it? <laughs> okay, it just
1: got
0: significantly hotter now. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Maybe I went a little bit happier. Yeah, the I say. saying. <laughs> 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 Step number one of a sauna podcast, don't smoke yourself out in the first minute. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a marathon, not a sprint here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, guys, we are in, we're in the hot box. Hmm. I haven't been here since the Producers Club party, the Best Belfast Birthday party in August. Last time I was here was with you, Scott.
2: Yeah, that was a fun old time.
0: Well, that was epic. It was so cool to have like so many different worlds collide, if that makes sense. Like, it was people that I've interviewed, people who've been supporting the show for ages, like, just all coming together. And I think, like, there was a few moments where I was like, oh, my word, Scott's talking to Terry, who grows mushrooms. This is so great. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, uh, it's like the Avengers, like, when the multiverse comes together. You're like, bro, it's happening. Very, very cool.
2: Yeah. And even, uh, like, today, the three of us, even though, like, the three of us really haven't all spent a lot of time together, you know, like... Of course, you and I Matt, have done all the podcasts together and Ryan and I have done, like, you know, plenty of sea yeah, swims and so courses together. Of but yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, nice to like come together in the hotbox. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, the only time the three of us have been in the same area was at a dash and splash.
2: I love this. People, <laughs> yeah. people
0: walking past on the beach. They're either so curious or they're so nosy. There's a wee photo. Oi, oi.
2: Is someone taking a photo?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's probably like, one these three idiots doing? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Matt and I have been here before in his car <laughs> recording and like having random people coming past. So yeah, we're uh, fairly used to <laughs> people nosying in with the microphones.
0: So what was your first sauna experience? Can you remember?
2: That's a good question.
0: I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no. I was going to say my first sauna was the Clayton. It's actually not. My first sauna was, this is like ob- 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 obnoxiously hipster, was in Iceland. Right. I just done a hike around a place called Force Monk, which translates as like the Garden of Thor. Whoa. And it is as epic as you can imagine. So get this, was up there, literally like going down the sides of like an old volcano and stuff. Like it was as as stereotypical as you can get. And then descended and kind of got back to like, where life was, sort of. And there was just this little hut in the middle of nowhere. There was a, a little bit of water, like a lake. And then there was I didn't even know what it was. And I like went in and I realized it was a sauna and it said like you have to like take your clothes off. And I was like, okay. So, like, <laughs> so I just went in and like sat down. Like didn't have a or anything with me. Had never been in a sauna before and like threw some water over the stones and was just kind of like is that it is, th- is that what this thing is and then I got out after a while and like swam in the lake and like I was like okay cool but like I guess that's not really for me and then it was only when I joined Oma Bass and started going to Clayton that I actually properly got into the sauna
2: you know, like my first experience was really underwhelming, like in a leisure center or yeah, something like that. Stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I do have good sauna experiences in like strange places, but like the first sauna is probably similar to yourself, although a lot less dramatic. A story was like <laughs>
0: less Nordic fairy tale,
2: <laughs> yeah, less Nordic fairy tale, more banger leisure centers. <laughs> 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 But uh, I don't think I was overwhelmed by it at the start. I was like, "Yeah, this is all right." Yeah, and it, like most of those, um, like little health suites and leisure centers, there's like yeah. a sauna and a steam room as well. And like yeah. you know, going into those and thinking that you know this is probably doing something good for me, not really understanding it very much either. But um, yeah, it wasn't until like probably years later that I started to really like get into it a little bit more.
0: Yeah, tell a lie. Actually, it was the queen's uh what do they call the pc yes in botanic that was where i really got in the sauna because i would go to the gym like in between classes but their sauna is so hot uh. like it's properly like 100 degrees between like nine it's always between 90 and 100 like we're rocking in at 90 here which is very. it's, it's <laughs> gonna say, that's that's, <laughs> that's finished sauna territory yeah. that's like the legit stuff but like i mean that's probably where I got my sauna stamina that you were joking about earlier, yeah. was from the PEC. Because yeah. if you could do 20 minutes in the PEC, you could do like 30 <laughs> minutes anywhere.
1: Yeah. I don't think, I think my first experience is probably something some you to you, Scott, just like, you know, DW sports yeah. gym or something really, you know, simple. But I think, you know, when I met you, Matthew, that's when I started really implementing like kind of the, the sauna, the warm um, cold exposure. Oh, bro! Really for that? You know, well, more more for recovery, actually for sport. Yeah. And kind of that mental clarity that you get coming out of the sauna if you're going to do it, you know, as part of your morning routine, and that's obviously how we met. Yeah. After you know ha- having done like a gym training session in the morning, jumping in the sauna, and then finishing off with that cold, cold shower. Yeah. It really sets you up well to take on the day. And then if you're doing a lot of training as well, there's, of course, lots of benefits with hot and cold exposure for, you know, enhancing recovery. Yeah. So I definitely came came from more of like a sports kind of angle with it. Yeah. But I mean, even doing what we've just done there today, like being in the cold water and now coming in here, like the buzz you get is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, it's
0: crazy. So they said, so it's, it's mid-February currently, and they said that the sea was around like seven degrees today. And the reason why I like the hot and cold, like you said, of course, there's an... Unbelievable amount of benefits, but it's like I feel like you can kind of cheat. Like, if you're like, there's a big difference going swimming in the sea, as we saw a dude do, and then get back in your car, and then going swimming in the sea, and then jumping in the sauna. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, especially if you cycle it, like I always say to people, it's like you know, it's like you stay in the sauna long enough. To where your body becomes so thirsty for the cold water. And then you go in the cold water long enough where it becomes so thirsty for the sauna. And you're just in this virtuous, uh, willpower free cycle. It just feels
2: so nice. Mm -hmm. So good. The like most extreme back and forward and the hottest sauna by far that I've ever been in was a barrel sauna that uh, was like on the back of a trailer in the Netherlands. And it just so happened to be a time when it was snowing over there. Like snow's not massively common there, kind of like it is over here. Yeah. Snowing out there, the gym that I was at had like an ice bath outside. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's snow, there's the outdoor ice bath, there's people like putting way too much water on the coals and like ah. feeling scalded <laughs> inside the sauna going out and getting into the ice bath and, like, the visual thing of that as well, like, the steam coming off a person, like, when they oh, went yeah. into the ice bath. It was very intense. Also as well, like, where one of the ideas for part of the meditation we did in the car there, that... Uh, I feel like we should also do in here was some of the om chanting in the sauna. Dude. That gets so trippy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the moment where like uh, Carl and Anna, the owners of Hotbox, they're just like, should we just set this thing on fire and just like <laughs> <laughs> Call it quits because we don't know what's happening in there.
1: <laughs> I mean, it would be quite interesting. We just for everyone listening to kind of talk through like what we actually did in terms of like guided meditation. What you mean by that mm, kind of meditation?
2: Oh. Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many ways you could approach, um, t- discussion about that kind of meditation. But really, to begin with, it's something very simple. So guiding people through the five traditionally recognized human senses in the body and starting to develop a sense of timelessness by noticing what is in the moment and removing the story from what's going on. So, for example, whenever you are connecting to what you can hear for a short period of time, It doesn't really matter what's causing the sounds, whether it's like the wind outside or the noise of the waves, you're just letting the sounds arise and fade. And even though this isn't necessarily explicitly said in the meditation, there is something to the things that are arising in your awareness doesn't matter what the sensation is or even a thought they're all just material of consciousness you know like what you can hear and what you can feel it's all along the same continuum of something in awareness and really all I'm ever trying to do in that part of the meditation is bring someone to a still place where they are the spaciousness that material is arising into in the awareness and I feel like people never get an experience of that in their day-to-day lives and if somebody could like uh, integrate one habit or thing into the routine it would be that because it's so far reaching amongst like everything else so let me let me jump in here okay because
0: i like you know me i'm fully on board with everything that you say i also have another part of my brain where i'm always thinking about like who is listening right now and i there are moments whenever we go into like conversations like this where i'm just like Maybe it's like a, a fear or insecurities. podcaster. I'm like, oh, no, we're losing this. You know what I mean? It's like, quickly, Scotty, like, change the topic of conversation. Because a lot of people listening are just like, maybe even rolling their eyes and being like, what the heck are these guys talking about? So bring it back for me. And because I think what really got me into the sauna was it was a space where I could go, where my screens could not follow me, where... It was usually just me by myself and I had a physical component to it. Because meditation is really tough. And meditation is tough whenever you start. Because it's so hard just to sit there and you're like, well, what did I do? Like, do I just do nothing? (laughs) Whereas the sauna I feel like slowly started to train me to be comfortable with like even 20-minute chunks where it was just me and my thoughts. I wasn't doing anything. I was in the moment. And that was a really useful kind of springboard into some other kind of practices, more so around the things that you're talking about. So how important do you think or how useful do you think like things like going and see or things like going for a run are as almost like an on ramp for people into that space?
2: I don't feel it's essential, but I feel like it is a really, really good springboard. Like whenever I started becoming interested in meditation and that like inner space, which is very hard to put into words. The thing that gave me a whole new level of awareness around that was the Wim Hof Method and both parts that most people think of. So the Wim Hof Method has three pillars. There's like a mindset aspect, but then also breath work and the cold. And, you know, another thing that we did in that meditation there was breathing. You know, we we breathe in certain patterns to affect the nervous system because the breath and the nervous system are connected. And I know if I can get people to breathe in a certain pattern, it's going to push them in their nervous system to a certain state. The cold is very similar and the cold's an easier one, I think, for people to understand. So you go into the cold water and essentially to really oversimplify this, your body goes into a survival state. And in that survival state, where you're fully submerged in cold water, your body decides, I can't devote any energy to thinking about the past or worrying about the future because I need to live right now or else I won't get to the future. Nice. So once you have tricked and forced your body into that present moment stillness, like that's the space that somebody might sit in a cave for like 10 years (laughs) trying to get to and you can do it by just running (laughs) to the sea. (laughs) Yeah, so it's... it's like.
0: back to kind of what we said in the car i think whenever you combine mind body and soul aspects into any sort of practice you can kind of like shortcut your way through to some stuff and i know that like totally goes against like what meditation is all about and stuff and the idea of shortcuts is ludicrous and paradoxical in this conversation but i do think like as an on ramp a lot of like we did an episode about adhd recently on the mental health podcast and the professor like steve he was saying that like for people with ADHD, meditation is a real challenge but it's really important and it can be a really useful part of like treatment and management but you don't just have to sit in a chair you can do like movement based meditation for me i'm gonna say i'm gonna do sauna based meditations (laughs) you know anything to kind of get you in that quiet place i think is better than nothing
2: i would actually go so far as to say that things like meditation in other aspects of your life is more important than the sitting in stillness meditation so really there isn't anything to distinguish between the like 10 minutes you sit there in quiet and like going into the sauna going for a run doing anything that you do it's just being aware of what is arising and what's happening and the 10 minutes sitting in stillness is a really good practice of that and where that kind of differs from the on-ramp type things like the cold water is the cold water will drop you into that state. But whenever you come to like do the sauna or the walk or something else, it doesn't really help to like, you, it's hard to bring that state that you tricked your body into in the cold water. So the hack is exactly that. It's a hack. It's a hack. And it's only the sitting and stillness for periods of time that like, that's the thing. Then you integrate into like the walking and the sauna and whatever else that you're doing. But Still very useful. Another thing that you could say is similar is people who have mystical experiences, but through using like a psychedelic drug. So people can take a have a psychedelic experience and see the face of God, but um, <laughs> they can't access that again. Mm-hmm. And it might require something like meditation or a true spiritual practice to actually integrate it.
0: I really love the word practice. Like I was, as you know, Scott, like I'm... Um, everyone on the podcast knows like i was raised in the church and like a good sunday school going boy and like in the protestant christian tradition they talk a lot about like the importance of having a quiet time in the morning you ever heard of that so like a quiet time is like what christians will do in the morning where it's basically this is when i pray this is when i read the bible and it's really interesting because a lot of the language you've just (laughs) described about your meditation practice i've heard people say in the church context where and they, they'll use the word practice where they'll say things like, you know, your wee quiet time in the morning, it's not, that's not what it's all about. Like, God doesn't love you more if you do your quiet time. Like, yeah. you're not a better Christian if you read your Bible in the morning. But what it is, is it's a practice for the rest of the day. So you train yourself in that, say, half an hour every morning in the attempt to try to access some of that stuff throughout your day whether you're cooking or you're cleaning or you're you know and that's exactly it's in the word a meditation practice yeah the the activity itself is not the goal the goal is to go out and use this in the real world and i think that's really key
2: i love that as well because like things that are a real hallmark of truth for me is when like different people from different <laughs> times and different spaces come up with the same thing in their own language yeah like oh they're just saying the exact same thing yeah. and they figured it out by themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very cool yeah
0: Awesome. Yeah. So talk to me, Ryan, about the like that mental clarity you get after the sauna. What do you think is going on there? Also, there's two levels to this sauna. We can also drop down to a lower level. We also can get out at any time. There's, this is not a test of manhood. <laughs> because I will beat all of you.
2: <laughs> I, I
0: don't doubt that, to be honest.
2: <laughs>
1: um, well, I think even right now, you know... Scott mentioned the cold water putting you into that fight or flight state. It's almost like a hijack. Yeah, you're hijacking your your biology. The sun is the exact same. You're exposing yourself to an extreme stressor, which is the heat. Just you know, as opposed to the cold. And I think when you're in that, um, when you're in that physiological state, once again, your brain switches off. You can't think about other things because all of the energy is going to keeping your body temperature, uh, your core temperature, uh, at, a, at, a, at a healthy level. So in terms of that kind of mental clarity, well, I think a really strong thing that I do in my morning routine now is the intermittent fasting, not eating anything in the morning. And then also, you know, obviously today is a bit different, but having the opportunity to do a sauna, you just come out having that mental clarity. And and, and I think that's, and how I kind of describe that is if you are getting up early in the morning and say you have a massive bowl of, of porridge, it's very high in carbs you're probably going to get that initial energy spike. And yep. then come maybe, the, I don't know, 11, 12, one, you're going to get that massive crash. Whereas what I found recently is that, and what works best for me is, you know, getting up, really focusing on good quality work from seven to 11, um, not eating anything. And then having my first meal around about 11 o'clock period. And I just feel like having a black coffee then as well. You just get that buzz yeah, and you get that focus and, and that sense of mental clarity, um, that answers your
0: question. I mean, the philosophy of fasting is really interesting, even on like a molecular level. You know, we all have heard if you've done any sort of research in the fasting, all about autophagy. Autophagy, we shall say. Auto Auto- <laughs> <laughs> but the purpose of that is, you know, it's your your body is very good at multitasking. It just prefers like your brain to monotask. Mm. So, if you're eating that big bowl of porridge in the morning, your body is then you know all the workers. Every single cell in your body then is like, quickly, boys, process the porridge. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to like, mm, I'm Ryan. I'm in my Zen state. I'm going to go do my two to three hours of deep work here. And you can have all of your kind of uh, effort funneled into that. Now, obviously, your brain is doing a lot. It's keeping you alive. It's breathing. You know, your heart is doing lots of stuff. But when you don't eat for a long period of time, you go into autophagy. And what autophagy does is it clears out the rubbish. It's like doing a spring cleaning of your cells. And it's just interesting that like your body can only do that whenever it's not focused on just processing the food that's there. And I think there's some sort of weird tie-in that I'm trying to make here where it's like, I think it's also the same for your energy and your focus and your mental clarity. The less things you give your body and your brain to point towards or to focus on, the more effective they're going to be in doing that. So I, I, I'm i totally there with you. Like even the first day we met in that sauna, we both have been doing that rhythm for a while where it's like, You know, we don't eat in the morning and we we try to break the fast as, as late as reasonably possible to still like, you know, enjoy our food and have a social life and all that sort of stuff.
2: There's another thing that ties in there with the nervous system too you know if you are getting up in the morning and you're wanting to work and be productive better to be in a sympathetic fight or flight part of the nervous system where if you think about our ancestors like they would have been in that state when they would have been hunting so like nowadays when were, we're tapping away at the computer if that's your job you know you're basically hunting you're out to you know bring in the goods and survive but if you eat right away then you shift your body into parasympathetic rest and digest Mm. part of the nervous system which is not optimal for doing work
0: for going out and hunting in the digital landscape you know but it is like you talked about a cognitive athlete like we're all kind of digital hunters as well you know what i mean like we go out into this and increasingly when the, you know we'd mentioned and joked about the metaverse earlier like you're going out into this actual virtual world to try and bring home the bacon for your family you know what i mean uh in a very roundabout way but that is that is what you're doing and what you said around like it's the stress like we're afraid of stress but our body loves stress
1: you grow through stress. Yeah. That's the key thing. I think a lot of people, or I think even just how we are hardwired, is to seek pleasure, avoid pain. Yeah. But I think definitely with a lot of stuff, obviously all three of us share is that kind of stoic philosophy, Yeah. which is really the growth through the adversity and actually looking at the obstacle head on. Yeah. And I think that's very symbolic of all three of our journeys, what we've all done individually in life and, and sure. the lives that we actually lead. But I definitely think, you know, something we, we touched upon, like I can remember if we spoke about earlier in the podcast or not, was... You know, really focusing on that journey itself yeah. and focusing on the growth through that journey instead of the end result and I think that's been something for me personally that I've has really transformed my mindset especially around the startup world and identification with business and a lot of mm. stuff around my ego is focus on the journey, honour your journey and understand that you know whether or not your business is successful does not determine whether or not you're successful <laughs> yeah, as an yeah, individual yeah, yeah. but it's, it's, it's an interesting one.
0: Yeah, I mean, an interesting point on like the sauna. So I was doing a bit of research forward today. And one of the things that they found was, this was a study done in Finland, where, you know, the the sacred hallowed halls of saunas, you know, Finland being the the big dogs. If you use the sauna four to seven times a week, you have a 40% lower mortality Wow. So like ca- like death from any other
2: cause is lowered by 40%. There's something really relevant in that as well. Uh, the regular practice kind of we talked about again. So mm-hmm. it's not the single sauna session. That exactly. You come like, this was great. Yeah. And then you don't do it again.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of where I was going because then people who were like, I think one to three times per, no, sorry, um, say two to four times per week, they had a 20% lower rate of mortality for anything and the interesting thing is the baseline in this study was people who use the sauna once a week
2: oh wow yeah so
0: it's a pretty high baseline to begin with so i was thinking about that and definitely like there are some amazing physical health benefits off the sauna activates your your spike or sorry activates your heat Heat proteins proteins, (laughs) spike proteins definitely something else hello COVID. it activates like heat proteins it activates like a whole bunch of other genetic stuff that i can't remember that basically slows down the aging process it gets rid of a lot of stress which i think is key because stress is like one of the biggest killers when you look at kind of root causes but then as you said scott like what else is going on there are those people interacting with like family members in the sauna or they maybe spend the time with people that they love or they care about but then there's also that thing where it's not necessarily causation; it's correlation what kinds of people are in the sauna seven days a week probably people who on the whole are taking really good care of themselves so it's not really fair to say oh the sauna did all this but it's almost like by you becoming the type of person that uses the sauna seven times a week that's like an indication of a massive life overhaul that you've taken to invest in your health and your well-being
1: the question i have for you Maddie, is in that study where was where was it actually conducted was it in scandinavia i have no idea good question because it would be interesting because obviously that's a massive part of their culture yeah. i'm not sure what the ratio of saunas to um, <laughs> people
0: actually are <laughs> is it like new zealand there's more fitted. saunas here than people yeah, I,
1: think it's, I think it's ridiculous so i think also i think obviously here in northern ireland we're sitting in a sauna on a beach yeah that's being custom made for this yeah it's not really a trend that's taken off yet, let's say, in Northern Ireland. Whereas if you were to go to a Scandinavian country, that's very much part of their culture. It's a
0: really good point. We have a severe Shauna, sauna <laughs> sh- 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 shortage. Many sh- 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 people called sauna, <laughs> but an extreme sauna shortage here. So, I mean, let's, let's go here or let's go there. Why do you think we as a people, we're in dangerous waters now, are less sauna-y? Then maybe our Scandinavian brothers and sisters.
2: It's really interesting, isn't it? And maybe there's also another way to look at this is like, why is it a growing thing here? Whereas mm-hmm. maybe other parts of the world, it is not. You know, like the thing that I'm really curious about in that is that, um, you know, this... We can
0: also jump out. Let's get my drink of water. Okay.
2: Go on. Okay. The like socioeconomic growth in Ireland and Northern Ireland is on an upward trend, mm. and as a result, I think you see more like you see more dry robes on the coast as a yeah, result. Yeah, 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 true. Instead of people like struggling to you know get their uh, you know shopping in at the end of the week, and I think yeah. as part of that upward trend, I think you're going to see more things as more disposable income is available for things like saunas and stuff, and then to even that does sort of match up to the scandinavian countries probably having like a True. higher standard of living
0: yeah so you're you're focusing less on paying your rent and you're like i've got a few bob here how can i invest this in my long-term health it's not a question you typically have whenever you're pulling the 60-hour uh, shifts in, in mcdonald's you know every single week just to just to keep your head above the water it's not like oh do you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go and have a brew trip and go and <laughs> swim in the sea with my friends and then go and you know book a sauna it's
2: not then there's the chicken and the egg thing as well, mm. which is really curious is like, how much is it that things are developing that people can do this? Or is it how much of this practice improves a society's like productivity and output to where yeah. their socioeconomic growth happens as a result ah, of that?
0: I see what you It's tough. It's really tough. I mean, the other thing that I think is important here is, I think, getting naked. we're gonna take a brief interview but i think northern irish people are a little bit uncomfortable with getting naked with each other and it's interesting like we are in a sauna and we're all wearing our clothes whereas any other country in the world you'd be fully nude right now
2: it's funny you mentioned like iceland you were probably told just get your kid off like
0: they literally were like the signs were very aggressive like it is like Borderline treason for you to come in here with any clothing on because for hygiene reasons, but I think it's more than that. Like, Mm. you know, I spent a lot of time in Germany, obviously because my wife's German, and every sauna we go to, it's just like naked, 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 yeah, and it's all ages, all shapes, all sizes, and there's something so liberating about that. See, in a culture where you're so fixated on like this is what you should look like at this stage of life if you do have this particular career like if you're in tech you should be like nerd fitness like you know super (laughs) jack like ryan is or like if you're in the wellness space like you should look like scott whereas in a place like that where there's intergenerational openness i just wonder like i always ask myself the question like how good would it be for like teenagers to be a part of this environment just to tell them like it's okay like you probably will get old and wrinkly and saggy when you're older. And guess what? There's beauty in that. And that's part of life. And there's acceptance in that rather than always running away and trying, you know, there is a, I think we talked about it before, like an unhealthy obsession with youth and how young equals beautiful. And in that paradigm, we completely disregard and dishonor the elders and the aged in our population. Mm
1: -hmm. I think what's really interesting is like you talked about earlier, Matthew, the sauna being a place for you, like your safe space. Yeah. And I feel like part of getting naked and being in a sauna with other people is almost taking off that mask that you wear in public.
0: Ooh. And I
1: feel like it's a, like the truest version of yourself because you're experiencing stress together. It's a shared experience. And for me personally, I feel like it's quite interesting. So I'm knowing a wee bit about the culture. Like you're not allowed to talk about business and songs. Wow. Really? As well. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's like one of the rules as well as being naked. So it's meant to be a safe space. And I suppose that's where the best conversations occur when you yeah. take off that mask you know take away the, the barriers and maybe you know when you said about the life expectancy for people who sauna frequently not only could it be the physiological benefits from a sauna but maybe the actual community mm. itself like i know a big part of scott what you do with dash and slash if you were to probably do a study in that although the, the cold water has amazing benefits for your health i'd say the thing that you've also built is a community mm. you know when we're in such <clears throat> a challenging time right now in society with you know we could just list a number of things obviously could be in one of them and um, with the, the with the news and the propaganda and that we're you know with the narrative that's being spun which is left versus right you know black versus white whatever it may be we're being divided we're you know we're being told that we're different and i think maybe a sauna could be that place where you come together all shapes or sizes all backgrounds all you know it's, it's a place for everyone and i think mm. that's something beautiful in that.
0: Yeah, and I remember actually, I think in that first, first time we met in the sauna, I think like we even made a comment that was like, oh, chats in the sauna just hit different than anywhere else. 100%. It's just different. And like you, you, like total strangers will walk in, even when I'm in in Germany and my broken German, we end up having these life, soul chats with complete strangers. Uh And I think there is something in that it's the letting down of the guard and it's the intimacy. Attached to that as well. Yeah. I mean, you don't get any more intimate if you're naked with another man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and sauna. Yeah. Like, th- so seriously, like... And know. there's no labels whatsoever. Exactly. So I don't know what type of car you drive. I don't know what type of clothes you wear. Exactly. You know, so that, it's it melts down, that like socioeconomic judgment that we all carry to any first interaction, 100%. you know.
2: I think that's enhanced also by like being in the stressor of the heat. So again, if you are under significant stress, the analytical mind starts to quiet down as you get into the survival mode and you're paying attention to the present moment and your stories of like, well, I'm this guy that did this thing. <laughs> then that like you can't access that as readily. And same of like, well, I'm this guy who's going to do this thing and like build up your sense of self, like that false self, the picture of the story that you have will melt away in the song
0: (laughs) 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 yeah dude that's really interesting sea time
2: yeah we'll take a little break yeah we don't get in the sea
0: let's do it how do you feel your microphones
2: are good yeah
0: what's the cables like
2: toasty if you touch part that's uh, (laughs) yeah Yeah, I think we're good I think
0: think we're good like I guess we will find out in post-production like how's this thing worked yeah dude I'm game for the sea let's go Oh, this is gonna be so good. <laughs> All right, so you come at me, bro.
1: <sighs> After cold water exposure, doesn't your baseline dopamine raise by like two hundred percent?
0: And it lasts for like four hours. It's, yeah, it's something ridiculous like that. It's mad. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it'd be the same with like breathing. Uh, like the like I'm not sure exactly what it would be, but I'm I sure mean, no, so the, what I'm feeling right now, like. It is ridiculous. Like I feel like electricity's running through my body. Oh, I'm so excited to get back in. Like it feels like it's it's like a magnet. It's pulling me in. Oh,
1: yeah. Johnny to to the Oh uh, my
0: goodness.
2: <laughs> oh my day. Oh, so nice. <laughs> Should we like do another ladle for the uh, other? Wow. I, I can't.
0: Uh, i
2: feel so good so trippy
0: dude it's just everything it's like it's the light exposure it's the salt i my body doesn't know what to do right now it's freaking out in the best kind of way do you know i love though i love like seeing if you first come into the sauna especially if you've been in the cold water you can put your back against the sauna. i can put my arm on this wall i can put my hand on the ceiling see in 10 minutes it is almost impossible. Yeah. Like you really have to push through the pain to like make that happen. What do you think? A ladle? Uh, Bro, ladle away. Ladle away, a little... you, get, you get the sound effect this time. <laughs> Let's see how we pick this up. So I'm thinking in the sauna series, I'll do three ladles So it'll be like for the first part of the interview. I'll do one <laughs> ladle, and then that will, oh my goodness, it's so hot. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
2: I just need to take a moment. <laughs> so, and that's one ladle, you're going to go up to three ladles. That's really Wait, I mean, that's still, that, yeah,
0: 82? Oh, that's really steamy. <laughs> that, that's the moment where I'm like, can the microphones take the moisture if, I, if I'm ladling all the time in the episodes, if you know what I
2: mean. Yeah. The idea is like,
0: so you start to interview like the first ladle. Yeah. And then like you have like maybe like three questions yeah. about like a specific thing. And then you do the second ladle and then you get a little bit more intimate and intense for your questions. And then it's like, okay, guys final ladle like, <laughs> maybe hit them with like the big questions it's the meaning of life <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um so I don't know like I don't know if I I think I might do it scripted because mm. I think like I think you have to because I also don't want to ha- keep people in for too long either if you know yeah. what I mean you could do like Top Gear where you, so you can last the longest <laughs> <laughs> I'm didn't, a leaderboard. Didn't you tell me one time that you and your mate were in a sauna in a hotel in England and there's no an old man got in the sauna and you tried to have a competition with him? Yeah. <laughs> you could get out last. <laughs> but I'm so bad. I used to really be like that, especially in the Queen's sauna. Uh-huh. Like always, I would be like, I'm going to stay in here longer than that person. And like, <laughs> this is not a good idea.
1: Did you not hear about the time though where uh, Tyson Fury went out to train with uh, Klitschko? No, and Klitschko brought them all this is when Tyson obviously was just coming up the ranks and he was a young talented um, boxer and he went out there to train with Klitschko when he was at the peak of his career and apparently after the training session Klitschko brought them all into a sauna and uh, you know Tyson was saying it was in that moment that he psychologically beat Klitschko right because what happened was that so one by one all these boxers started leaving the sauna and um, uh, Klitschko apparently was like making it warmer and warmer and he was doing that thing with the towel I can't remember I was, I was telling oh, him before dude. we came up I can't remember what it's called so I'll talk about this yes we'll talk about it in a minute but apparently um, <laughs> Fury was like doing his best to be like as calm as possible and show like you know no pain that he could last longer and apparently it was like he, he explained the story way better obviously than I'm doing right now but he said it was one of the most intense things and he said finally like after I think it was like 45, 50 minutes whatever it was in oh, this like steaming goodness. hot sauna that it finally Klitschko got up he was like that's the point i knew i beat him mentally before he even stepped into a ring and fought him years years later talk about like mental toughness and resilience like Whoa. i know fury gets a lot of criticism for a lot of things and i don't agree about a lot of stuff that he says or does but in terms of a sportsman and mental resilience like he's he's absolutely incredible um but yeah i just thought i just thought that was interesting know it's like there's there's toxic masculinity sometimes, <laughs> you know, like trying try to outdo each other. But I thought that in particular was quite an interesting story around saunas and
0: yeah, totally. And I mean, it is like fighters in general like they'll use the sauna a lot for mm-hmm. their recovery, but even yeah. for like cutting weight. Oh yeah, 100%. for their weigh-ins. Yeah. Like, and I mean they're like, you know, medical disclaimer. Like, please, nobody do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if there's that's one way here to seriously wreck yourself. But they're like, you know, they're trying to get like every single bit of water out of their body. It's brutal.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've never done that, but, you know, I'm a massive fan of the UFC and I would watch a lot of stuff and also Tristan Kennedy, Conor McGregor, sports nutritionist, works with us at G-Science. You know, and he's had lots of experience doing that. And now the UFC have protocols in place where they have proper nutritionists that will help with fighters and that weight cut because it is such an intense period. Like I know definitely going back in the early days, you know, a lot of fighters got, like, had a good hospital because they got wrong. But yeah, it's it's mad.
0: So actually, this is nice because I can tie in competition in the sauna with the tile thing you're talking yes. about. Yes, what's that called? So it's called Aufguss. Well, that's what they call it in Germany. Anyway, I don't know about Denmark. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was I was doing like a little retreat over Christmas. That was my Christmas present this year. Was it was a three day retreat just by myself. I was in this old monastery in Germany that got converted into a spa. And they had like eight saunas. I was like, have I died? (laughs) Like, is this what paradise is? Because I think I'm here. And so I just spent like basically every day in the sauna. And they would have an Aufguss every single half an hour. So there is, I kid you not, the guy, he was called the sauna master. (laughs) That was his full-time job. And he was this huge like he was a bodybuilder he was absolutely ripped and he was massive and he had the loveliest quietest little voice and he would come in with his german accent and he would do like you know he'd be like hello ich bin Klaus uh, ich bin die Sonnemeister und hier ist die uh, Limon Aufguss and, kind of like, <laughs> and he would like so they and in. they have massive massive songs like, I was in, like, a, I think it was between a 50 and 100 person sauna. It was colossal. And you talk about, like, feeling, well to this like place. feeling like you're in a cult, right? <sighs> like, you're surrounded by, like, 50 naked people, and you're around, and there's wow. this guy like, ladling water over, and then there's, like, there's music. <laughs> We're not chanting. Yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I will, yeah, yeah. I'm
0: sure there are places in the world where they chant, and the Aufguss. So, anyway. So he was great. That was fine. They pour. So for people who've never experienced it, they pour like a nice smelling scent on the sauna like we've done today. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll put like ice balls on it and everything like they go crazy. And then they'll take like a towel or like a big flag looking thing and they'll wave it around. And basically that wafts the really, really, really hot air in your face. And it's a mixture of the intense heat And then cold inside the sauna that just does something amazing to your blood flow and your body and it smells great. And it's a real, we were talking about uh, belonging and a sense of like being a part of something bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. Those Aufguss experiences are like really spiritual, right? That was day one. Day two, totally different sauna master. It was this like 55-year-old woman. And she was, like, lean, mean, sweat machine. She was, like, I probably, I think she's probably, like, an ultra athlete. But she, like, came into the And I feel like, and maybe this was just, like, me reflecting my energy that day. I felt like her sole purpose was to get people to leave as soon as possible. Oh, wow. Because she would go in and she would pour, like. Six buckets of water on the sauna. And I mean, like, instantly people just walked out. And so I went to one of the indoor saunas, really, really small. It's probably this size. No, no, no. It's twice as big as this. And, you know, it's supposed to last like 10 minutes. And she was going nuts. She was literally chucking balls of ice on the sauna and whacking the, <laughs> the crap out of everybody. And I walked in there. And in that moment, this is so inappropriate. Like, it should never do this. I walked in and I said, I'm not leaving. I and mean, so literally like and all the lads were like laughing at like their their partners who were all leaving like straight away you know and they were like <laughs> like being all like you know lads lads and then 2 minutes later like they started leaving and then there was like me and like three other people And we stayed for a long time and finally everybody caved and it was just me and this woman. And I literally was just like looking at her and I was like, I'm not leaving this (laughs) place. And she ran out of everything that she had. And I immediately, as soon as she like started walking out, I like ran out after her because I was like, I cannot, I, I cannot be here any longer. So immediately then jumped into the cold plunge and then went into, there was like a really cold sauna. It was like 50 degrees or something. And I just went and I lay down and I closed my eyes and dude the world was spinning. Like I had the physical sensation of the world spinning. And I actually, it was like, you like this, Scott. Maybe the closest thing I've had to like a psychedelic experience Because I literally just started laughing out loud by myself (laughs) in this song, and I was like, if anyone comes in here, I'm going to be actually sectioned right now. Um, So, like, that's what Aufguss says. Don't do it like that. Again, medical disclaimer Mm -hmm. do never, ever, 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 ever do that. Um, But it's. It's, it's this wonderful thing. It usually lasts about 10 minutes. All the old people love it. It's great crack. And I can do a little one for you now if you'd like. <gasps> should we actually? Yes. he yes. have yes. yes. got probably five minutes left. I've so. got a song. Yeah, I'm going
2: to
1: steal yeah, your cards. So yeah. That's so good. Do you want to be the label master? Or do yeah. you want to come in and announce yourself, Matthew? Yes.
2: yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> a little German accent That's as well. A little German accent. <laughs> yeah well it's interesting like what matt was saying about like it feeling like a psychedelic experience because if you think about all those things they're all just altered states of consciousness so whether it's breathing in a certain way affecting your body with the cold or the heat they're all just like ways of pushing your consciousness into a different place Mm -hmm. and you know we did a bit of that in the car with the meditation we did a bit of the sea and now we're going to do it with the sound of (laughs)
1: <laughs> but as you were saying earlier, it's just different ways to get people kind of into this way of being, yeah. you know, different gateways, and everyone can find something that's accessible to them. Like, you don't need to have a sauna. If you don't live by the sea, you can try breathing. You know, there's many different routes to get you kind of thinking this way and to really experience the benefits of all these different methodologies.
0: Um, hello, ich bin Matthias.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, this is really crazy. It's a day of firsts. This is the first time on the podcast that I have stepped away from the recording, and the recording continued without me. Ooh. <laughs> How fun is that? Yeah. That's kind of cool. I had a little moment out there. I was like, look at my little podcast, like, doing it, like, growing up by myself." <laughs> <all by> <laughs> so this sauna <laughs> is, it's the best sauna I've literally been in on the planet. It's not really designed for Alphacus, but I'll give it a go. Yeah
1: i feel like should we like drop down a level here Should you don't I, whip us with a tile? no
0: you can't have to be up there because otherwise i'll hit you in the face uh, okay, okay. Yeah. so it's good because this can be our last like five minutes yeah yeah um
2: because
0: i think then we're,
2: we're ready to rock and roll. should
0: we chant <laughs> <laughs> during the <outcast>? nope. <laughs> okay i mean this is going to get a little bit intense
2: okay, okay. we'll go yeah. for, it.
0: for it oh yeah and if uh, if you have to put the microphones down, then we can cut to, I don't know, us in the car or something. Okay,
2: okay sounds good.
0: Warning. Please consult your doctor before you do a meister August. Also, Hotbox does not endorse what we're about to do right now. <laughs> they are incredible people. Please come and visit the sauna. Buy gifts for your families. You can buy a hot slot voucher, and it is incredible. Like, it is the gift of pure happiness and pure joy that you cannot experience in any other way.
1: I approve of that message.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I you are going to say pure pain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is good. It's getting hot now. Okay. Oh, yeah, let's go to a ladle. Three and ladles. More, are you
1: sure? Three ladles all at one time. Okay, microphones. I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. We're on the third ladle. We just went to max level.
0: Sonomaister they're doing a lot of physical work because they're flapping the towel around like mad. Right, you ready? We're ready. Do
2: you feel that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I freaking love it. I don't know how well this is going to work. I feel like I'm in Dusseldorf right now. (laughs) If only you could see this. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite a visual (laughs) special, to be honest. I don't know if this works so well so the It's like, you know, the audio visual stuff where it's like <sighs> they just
0: add extra. It's like, Son of Master Matthew has now started whipping a towel around in the air uncontrollably while <laughs> yeah. Scott and Ryan sweat uncontrollably. <laughs> 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 oh my word, we Oh, nice. Oh.
2: Well, that was beautiful. So,
0: that was a brief, um, a very, very brief encounter with what Gus is like um so if you like that you know like and subscribe <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <sighs> Good. Also, i know i was kind of joking about the the kind of plug but like in all seriousness like this is not we've no financial relationship to these guys whatsoever we are just unbelievable fans of this place you know the way i see it is like i was actually talking to my butcher about this yesterday like the amount of money people spend like going to like see I was going to be very specific there. Let me me be kind and be vague. The amount of money that people spend going to sporting events, Mm -hmm. whenever you add in your drink and you add in your transport and everything, it's a chunk of money. Mm -hmm. So you can do something like that, which is great. And please go ahead and do that. Or you can go and do something like this with your mates or your family and you can be in the sea, you can be in the sauna, like you're literally like investing in the community's wellness as well. It's just a super fun experience that is so different to everyday (laughs) life. Like it's, it is, it's, it's a magical part of the world. We all love the North coast so much. Yeah. Awesome. Any closing thoughts from you guys before we jump in the sea and then jump cut to the car?
2: It was just a really awesome experience and just wanted to say thanks to both you guys for Mm. making it a really special afternoon. So uh, yeah, a big thanks to the Hotbox guys. Highly recommend it. Yeah, totally, man. Totally.
1: And yeah, just the same for me. Incredibly grateful to be here right now experiencing with you both and thank you to Hotbox for making this possible and would highly recommend everyone try this out at least
0: once. Yeah, at least once. Like what a day. What a way to spend the day off, eh? I know. It's been brilliant. Uh, I was going to do like a big we can do like an uh, outro, outro in the car. Are oh, you up for doing a bit more in the car? Yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. Okay, cool. I don't know what we'll talk about, but I guess we'll see you there. Okay, so in <laughs> classic Hero's Journey fashion, we are back where we started, but completely changed.
2: <laughs>
0: Life-changing, Scott?
2: Life-changing, Ryan? yeah always, I mean, <laughs> like you said, like at the end of every journey, you're uh, you're a totally different person and uh, yeah, you go like especially I think coming out of the sea the first time and watching like the water trickle back over that sand. like what a weird and trippy experience. Mm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think experiences like today are
1: so unique as I was saying to, when I was walking out of the water it's like if you were someone who had all the money in the world you'd want to gift them an experience like that yeah like it's so so unique and to be able to experience with you two guys today was awesome I actually think that was a picturesque kind of scenery that we've got got to witness both inside of the sauna but also walking into the sea and then out of the sea like I wish everyone listening could have, you know, been here today to have, to have seen it through our eyes. Yeah. It really was amazing. Um, and yeah, I'd say it's it's been an epic day. That's that's what I'd say.
0: I mean, what is, you know, I'm here journey. If you cut me open here journey falls out, uh, you know, what is a journey without the people that you do it with, you know? So interesting, like, you know, I'm coming off the back of like a really intense two weeks and... I had strategically planned this as like the first day of like a holiday. And part of me was low key kind of like, oh, I don't know if I could be bothered, like, oh, like I need to go up and like, you know, there's this whole big thing. And it's like so, how like so many things in life are like that where you're like whether it's going for a run or like going in the sea or like going out of your way to be in community with people is really inconvenient often most times it is mm-hmm. but every time you do it you're like i'm so glad that i did Yep. so i think that's probably what all i have to say yeah I
1: think, I think i think as well when we get into our like daily routines sometimes we forget about how important it is to be with other people yeah i've definitely found that over lockdown especially obviously when we couldn't but even with like your kind of day-to-day routine if you're working from home as well you can go you know weeks months sometimes where you don't see your closest friends yeah and you know, today was just a prime example of how important it is to have that connection. And, you know, that was so much fun to make a bit of cry. <laughs> it's the most important thing, you know, it's that's what life's all about, enjoying yourself.
0: Absolutely. And it's also, I think, like today was a huge pattern interrupt. I know you talk about this a lot, Scott, like in terms of like a lot of the work that you do. But this is so radically different to like how I usually spend the Friday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so like completely different. And it's nice because that in itself it's given me time just perspective on like the rest of what's going on in my life whether it's personal stuff or work stuff and you need you need that time just to step out from the bubble and the chaos sometimes just to allow you to go back into it again again like the hero's journey yeah uh, that's true changed you just need to hit reset
1: sometimes Yeah. That's like, and you know, what we were talking about earlier on in our, on our drive up here is about your markers when you're identifying that, you know, maybe you're going into a state there where yeah. it may not be so healthy because sometimes, you know, we can sacrifice our health in the short term because we're so focused on work or, you know, pursuing some sort of goal or whatever it may be. And I think sometimes it's super important to, to break the circuit and, and, and break the cycle and reset and doing that. You know, for me, Scott, like what we used to do there last year, was every Sunday when we went for a run and a swim. Mm. That was closing the stress cycle for me for the week. Resetting myself then allows me to take on, you know, the next week back at my baseline. And I think sometimes we can get into the trap of being living in an unconscious way where we just go from one thing to another to another to another, and before you know it, you're like bang. Mm. You know, it could be a panic attack. It could be you know an injury. It could be burnout. Whatever it may be. So I think it's so important to have days like today where you're consciously making the effort to reset and reconnect with yourself.
0: I mean, what I also loved about today, just on the back of what you said is like, it's a day full of spaciousness because, you know, you're the same, Scott's the same, we're all the same, like you're your life is usually a series of like back-to-back appointments.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? It's. literally like, is, yeah. I do
0: this and, I do, that and then I do that and then I squeeze my workout in and then I do this and then I do that and then I've got like this when I do my Zoom meetings. Like Whereas today it's like, I'm going to go to the sauna with Ryan and Scott. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that's what's on the cards for today. And it's been so nice to have a slow day. I haven't had a slow day for a while, so I'm glad
2: great times <laughs> i have nothing else to say no that was uh, an awesome day and yeah really grateful to share it with you guys like i said in the sauna and pick up to the, the hotbox guys again so cool having a little chat with them at the end so much fun and yeah highly recommend anyone listening to this go check it out as well
0: awesome scott what's next we haven't even talked about it we've no idea that's why i love doing this Serious with you (laughs) esoteric ramblings i mean last time we was in a sensory deprivation tank this time was in a sauna on the beach (laughs) yeah on the beach i mean have we peaked like where do we go from here bro oh this is only the beginning (laughs) awesome so yeah look if uh if you have enjoyed today i highly recommend going back checking out our other esoteric rambles in the series um, we get up to all sorts of weird and wonderful things. Really would love to give a plug to Scott's podcast, uh, Causeway Living. And we remember, remember the end of the last episode, what was it? You have the .dot .com, isn't it? It's causewayliving.com. That's right. Yeah, so for all things Scott, whether it's for <laughs> one-on-one sessions, whether it's for group sessions, whether you're a big fancy corporate and you want to incorporate some of this wellness stuff into your workplace into your people into your corporate upskilling and wellness strategies that i know you all have in place today in some ways was also like a bit of a send-off from scott and myself for you Mm because you're away over to england here for the next chapter on to very exciting things so yeah look i i just want to echo what you said earlier like really chuffed that we had the chance to hang out today and uh thanks for taking the time because i know it's busy very busy whenever you are moving somewhere, so I appreciate that you were able to carve out the day to have a trip with the bros. No, I appreciate it, Manny. Thank you very much for me on. Thanks for coming on the podcast, too. Unexpected. I know, Very excited <laughs> about that. Who, who would have thought it, like, when we met in the sauna, like, three,
1: four years ago? Like, here we are now, lads, you know? It's an amazing journey. That's what it's all about, though. Honour of the journey. I'm, I'm glad that we can all, you know, we've, we've had the chance to all meet each other and, you know... It's gone full circle. We're here today. It's meant to be this way, you know, and it's it's great that we've got to share that experience together. And I'm sure we'll have plenty more stories and, and sauna experiences to come. <laughs> I, like up next, are we go into Germany. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a. There's a particular
0: extremely buff gentleman I need to introduce you to <laughs> it's called the sauna master. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, look, thanks for joining us on this weird and wonderful esoteric journey as always and hope you really enjoyed it and be sure to check out scott's pod you can also check out my pod best of belfast 250 episodes just jump in enjoy yourself cheers